Hack City, our stand-up comedy show, is back March 11th at 7 p.m. at Union Hall in Brooklyn. I'll be there, looking awesome as usual. Fumi might be there? Who knows? What does it even mean to be anywhere anymore? Either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. We always have great comics and a great time. Again, that's March 11th at 7 p.m. at Union Hall. Tickets available at asiannotasianpod.com by going to the link in our Instagram bio or the link in this episode's description. See you there. Um, I found out how much less I was getting paid than my white co-stars on really? all of my projects. Really? On all of my projects. Like, I knew there was going to be a gap, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, sure. I'm, not, I'm not an idiot. Like, I wasn't expecting. But, like, truly for the same job on the yeah. same project with similar experience, like, massive difference, which just makes it, like, the systemic thing where, like, oh, now th- those actors have more money yes. in their bank, which means they can be more selective about what roles they take. Right. Ah. Whereas, like... Wow. We we have I have less money in my bank, which means I am much more pressured to take the nerdy best Asian friend again because yep. it's going to pay my bills for the next six months, right? Welcome back to another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, a podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. Today is Saturday, February 26, and we hope that um, this podcast finds you uh, in great mental health. It's been a crazy fucking week, so we hope you're doing oh my okay. God. Yeah, I hope it's been a, a crazy, uh, a good week for you, uh, at least trying to take care of yourselves. Uh, if you're listening to uh, this on your phones, please take a screenshot, post it on Instagram stories, tag us at AsianNotAsianPod. If you're listening to us on the Apple Podcast app, hey man, you know what, drop five stars in the review. Uh, or you can do the same thing um, and, and uh, on Spotify, and that would be wonderful if you did that. Um, and of course, if you're on YouTube, uh, sometimes we put that shit on YouTube. Leave a leave a leave a, a comment. Hit subscribe. Hit like. We're getting kind of a lot of subscribers. Not a lot, but a lot for us. So it, yeah, great. And tell all your friends. And that's what you Hell can do yeah. to help us out, man. Yeah. Uh, before we start the show, we always give a pa- uh, shout out to our newest Patreon subscriber. What is Patreon? It is the best way to support this podcast. We're a completely independent operation. We're not with any network. So if you like what we've been putting down, please go to patreon.com slash pod and consider giving us a monthly contribution. And for any monetary amount, you get a shout out on this podcast where you try to guess your ethnicity purely based on your last name. Uh, this week, we have one guy. Um, one. So that'll be one dude easy. holding it down. One dude holding it down. Man. Yeah, we've had a we had a good run. It's it's slowing down a little bit. I think people are starting to catch bit. on that you don't get anything for your money. I think people are starting to catch on. <laughs> no, it's, that uh, it's not yeah. worth it. It's a scam. Um, but just one guy, and his name is Austin Kim. Austin Kim. Can I say before we guess? This guy sounds hot as shit. Can I say that? I've he, never met Austin an Asian Kim? Austin. I've never met an Asian Austin. Oh, I think there's a reason because they're too hot. You know, there, there could certain- be an Austin Kim of my generation and maybe of like, you know what I'm saying? I feel this, you, you got to be born after, uh, 9-11 to be a name. Yeah, Austin yeah, Kim. yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good time <laughs> reference point for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he's Korean, I think, I think. I think he's Korean. I think he's Korean. Yeah. And he's a hot Korean. Uh, maybe he, maybe he lives in, maybe he lives in Austin. Who knows? Um, maybe but he yeah, knows. you sound hot and you're doing uh, cool stuff with tacos. So and thanks great. for your money. Thank you so much yeah. for uh, your donation. Um, yeah, dude. We are going to go ahead and get to our, introduce our guest today, dude. I mean, first of all, before we even fucking 
say his name. Can I just say, very stoked <laughs> that he showed up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Because oh my so god, we have we have had some celebrity celebrity guests booked straight up just ditching us. You know, like not even Either telling they us they're going to show up. Yeah, it is. Or it something. is not cool. It is not cool. If you're not going to come, just say you're not going to come, and that's fine. Just you say know? It. it's okay. It's but okay. this dude, and and this is why this dude is successful because um he shows up. You know, and or if he show up to this shows podcast, up to the game. That's what you I mean. I think up. it's 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 a great reflection on your just professional um, integrity. And I think. May I say maybe, maybe also your parents? You know, shouts to your great, parents for yeah, great, great raising parenting. you right. Great you know, parenting. if your parents, you know what? Yeah, you know, no, no child of mine is not gonna go to a comedy podcast recording. Okay, <laughs> that's what, that's what that's what immigrant parents say always yeah. to each other. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks. Hurry up and get to podcasting. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to uh, bring up our guest today. He's a comedian, writer, actor. You may have seen him on Netflix's Atypical or uh, the movie Dear. Evan Hansen, along with Ben Platt, uh, give it up for the amazing, the sensational Nick Dodani. Thanks for having me, guys. I can't believe you've had people just ghost you. Straight up ghost us, dude. We're just two nice boys. We're just two nice boys. boys. I know. (laughs) Wow. I would never do that to you. Thank you. I mean, you I can tell. You, yeah, I mean, we can tell from um, your amazing jacket, and I mean, but but for real, I think I, in our opinion, because we've had celebrity people, like, we had like Randall Park. You know, he showed up like five minutes before he was supposed to. You know, I feel like we yeah, can really tell so nice. who is like easy to work with uh, in the biz. Yeah, I'll go there. Guess who've canceled on us? I'm yeah, the go biz. Say that the biz, man. <laughs> um, Nick, we thank you so much for you know coming on the show. First of all, how you doing, man? How you feeling? I know it's a little early. Mike is based in New York. That's why we do this kind of early. But uh, thanks for waking up for us. How's, every, how's everything going for you? Good, man. I'm doing well. I know. 9, 9 a.m. on a Saturday is just like wildly early for me. So <laughs> apologies if I'm dead. I do, I do have my coffee, though. No, that you... Why, okay, you look why a, I was late. If this is how you, what you look at 9 a.m. I, I don't think you hey, can handle... Was, yeah. <laughs> you're going to look <laughs> at, like, a Friday night at 7 p.m. I mean, you must look just so incredible. You look great. I, I've been so, up for half a day and you look way better than I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like you were up at like... You, you know, I feel like, oh yeah, 9 so early, but you were actually up at 5 doing like calisthenics and like burpees. <laughs> and then like painting, doing your hair, working on a script you know whatever whatever soul cycle and then this is like your eighth activity because yeah. you just look fantastic so i wish i was that kind of asian but i'm, I'm really not <laughs> <laughs> i love that well nick we always start this podcast by asking each other what kind of asian we were this week to, to figure out what it means to be asian american in this country because it's so goddamn complicated so uh we'll start with mike mike what kind of asian were you this week you know i don't know i mean i've, I've put it down here on the little outline here and and um, it says I was a social anxiety Asian. That's not quite exactly right, but I, I want to describe what I kind of am feeling. So, hey, uh, the American virus is, is hey, it's lifting a little bit. The, yeah. You know, mask mandates are, are, are being lifted. People are, go, are going out. Yeah. You know, so I've been, I've been, I've been going out. I've been like, you know, hanging out after comedy shows or I'll like, uh, you know, after my whole Ronnie thing, I um, hung out with some friends who are out of town. But I got this thing and I don't know if, if, if y- y'all can relate but i used to be somebody who um 
used to i loved i used to love being out really late i used to mm. love being out until like you know in this new york city you can be out until like three or four and you can stay out all night if you want yeah and i would be like all about it i would be like yeah let's go you know like two o'clock would be when i would even start thinking about maybe i should go home and sometimes yeah. i wouldn't yeah but now i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because of of covid i don't know if it's because i'm used to it because i've been at home so much but i'm like as soon as like it's at like 10 30 or 11 i'm like i should think about going home and it's not because i am old but it's not just that it's not like i'm tired and i want to go home there's something in me where i'm like oh shit the moon is going to get too high and i gotta go home before something happens i, I do i feel like Ooh, something's it, bad wait, is gonna I'm sorry. happen so this is like uh Hey, we don't have to get into it or anything like that, but it's just like the world is like sh- the world is on fire right now, and it's that. Yes, it's yes, just yes, like, yes. Like you don't it, know it, if like just China's gonna start bombing New York City or something. Is I, that like? I, I think I think there's that. There's like bad things could happen if I'm out late. You know, it's been kind of weird in the city. It's also just like it's just like there's something in me where I'm like, oh, I should be watching Netflix right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I've been doing that so much. Mm, I should be home mm. watching uh, Reacher on Amazon Prime. You know, like that's what I, I should be doing. And it, it's, I, I don't know where, I don't know what it is, but like I don't have that thing where I'm like, eh, you know, time to go out and party. Like I feel like it's, it's like dangerous to party. I don't know how to, how to describe it. I can, I can tell that I'm not like fully, I'm like always thinking about getting home. And uh, um, it's it's maybe it's, it's because just, like it's weird to me because you know how the t- pandemic kind of changed sort of standard for everything whether it's like now yeah. everybody's gonna work from home for the rest of our lives people are gonna just continue to work from home yes people found out that you know even if you're a stand-up comedian you can just take a six-month break and you're fucking fine you don't have to do it as much yeah. right so in the yes. same way do you think people including people like you are realizing like oh I used to think that in New York City. If you go out on a yes. Friday, you have to stay till 4 a.m. Because otherwise, why are you paying all this rent? Right. But now you, why realize, even go out? you realize that, you know, you don't have to do it. Nobody's making you do that. You can still have a lot of fun by 10 p.m. That's a lot of fucking time, bro. You, go, you know, you, 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 get, you get off at work at 6, get a little happy hour, have a little Branzino <laughs> at the Italian restaurant, go home by 10. You're fine, bro. <laughs> a little Branzino. A little Branzino never hurt anybody, you know? Maybe. That's the first time yeah. that word Branzino has ever been said on this podcast. And I hope the last time, because I can't believe you said that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, wh- whatever, wh- whatever it is. I, it, it feels really more like I'm just so used to it, you know, and I'm mm. just so used to like the idea of like, I have time to go to bed and all that stuff or whatever the fuck it is because of, yeah, pandemic, whatever the fuck it. So that's sort of like where I am. And it, it's been weird because like I, I want to go and party but I also want to go to sleep. It, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Yeah. So that's what I've, I've been sort of dealing with. And social anxiety, I guess Asian is, is what I am. I don't know, you know? I don't know if you guys feel like this, like Nick or, or whatever, you know? It sounds like you're just turning into an uncle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. what it is. I think yeah. so. I think yeah. maybe it might be turning into an uncle. I think it's just aging, man, because I feel the same yeah. way. I, I'd like truly 9 p.m. rolls around and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Um, well, mm-hmm. wait a second. Mm-hmm. Nick, you, you were... The day I, is over. Hey, Wikipedia says you're 28 years old. Okay, you're still young. You're still out there. You're still out yeah. there. You got the jacket. Um, you're looking good. But, you know, I got to ask you because I moved to L.A. in August from New York and I've been very confused about the social life and you've been here for a minute, I think. So I got to ask you, like, I'll, I live in West Hollywood, which is supposed to be like cool or whatever i i'm like i step outside i'm driving around or whatever 
And it's just not, I don't know where people are. I don't know if they're like out at bars. And so I'm wondering, is this a pandemic mm. thing? Like what Mike is describing where people just like don't go out anymore? Or is this just an LA thing where people just, even in their 20s, or, they don't really, yeah, I don't know. Or they're not, they're, they are out. They're just not inviting Fumi anywhere. That's w- true. What is There's it? a third option. <laughs> yes. Yes. What's happening? The, what do you think, the Nick? secret third option. I think it's both. <laughs> I think, I think in LA, you kind of have to know where you're going. It, whereas in New York, you can kind of just like stumble outside and find yeah, something yeah, to do. Yeah. Which is why New York is so magical and fun. And LA, LA just, you have to like have a destination, mm-hmm. know which building the party's happening. Uh, but we, but, <laughs> oh, but West Hollywood, you know, if you go to the, the gay part, that's kind of always popping. That's like the closest thing to like stumble outside and find everybody a party. says this is the gay part of town but i have not seen the gays really i don't know i don't know if i'm just like I'm <laughs> where not, do you I, live i'm on well, I'm i don't like, want to i don't want to dox you right now but like wh- i'm like where? i'm like close to fairfax and melrose like around there oh you're that so go just go up a little um and go to like sam santa monica and san vicente and Th- that's, that's where, the gays where all at. the gay stuff is can i ask you something yeah, yeah. i was hanging out with uh this guy the other day and he brought his boyfriend and they were like talking about something and they had mentioned a gay stereotype that i've never heard before and i wanted to run it by you they said yeah, in la a gay stereotype is that gay people will steal your phone at the bar and so bars have signs in west hollywood that says like don't like don't leave your phone out or like keep your phone in your pocket or something like that. Is is does the sign have like like a a, a gay guy like, on like it? a pictogram of a gay guy? Yeah, it's like I warning. Don't know. Gay, gay guys here. They were, here they were saying like that's a thing in LA is gay guys steal your phones, and I was like, I've I've lived in New York for like thirteen years. I've never heard of that, and I don't know. Have you heard? I've wow. never. That's a very no, never yeah. in my life. I've been here for like almost eleven years. I've never heard. that. And your phone has been fine. You've never yeah, stolen phone. a phone. Have you ever had the urge to steal a phone? Yeah. Has your boyfriend stolen? I've never your phone? had the. I've never had the urge to steal a phone. My God. Okay. Um, I've never had my phone stolen in LA. Okay. Uh, All, All right. right. Well, yeah, listen, this, weird, this that is a, but you know what? I'm glad that the, the, the library of stereotypes is expanding. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I was same thing. I was like, I'm glad that we've gone past like gay people talk like this. Like now they're just yeah, straight we are. stealing phones, which I We're think just is thieves. Thieves. Just thievery. Really fa- <laughs> I just, I just think it's, a, it's an amazing stereotype. You know, you know, you know these, more. you know these gay Asians. They're always setting up racketeering uh, charges or whatever. <laughs> you know, they're always starting organized crime. God, yeah, classic West Hollywood. Yeah, how about you, Fumi? What kind of Asian were you this week? Uh, this week I was a detox Asian. I was a detox mm. Asian man. And uh, here's what happened last week. We talked about aquafina on the podcast okay which we we oh, yeah. clearly said we did not want to talk about but we did it because if people wanted us yeah. to talk about it and i yeah. <laughs> and I, I, the aquafina blackson thing we talked about this already i'm not gonna get into it but but i feel that topic is the same topic as like it's in the same same category as the topic of like why doesn't anybody want to fuck asian men whereas like if you talk about it you're always going to piss off somebody no matter what you say. People you are going to get real heated you, you can about be, it. You can be well-intentioned. You can do your research, but it doesn't matter. Like if you just talk about it, someone's going like, to be like, someone's going to be like, this ain't it, whatever, you know? And so yeah, that's why yeah, I yeah. didn't want to talk about it. But we posted a clip from it because we know that controversial clips do well. So we posted it on yes. Instagram. That's very really true. <laughs> we're really not that kind of podcast, but I also thought the clip that we were posting wasn't that controversial. You were just posing the question of like, what are Asian people supposed to sound like? And I thought that was an interesting question. 
put it on the internet, getting all these weird ass, like just nonstop, a ton of comments, you know, great engagement, but, but a lot of like comments, like just people mad, whatever they're, they, they, this, you know, people think they've got hot takes, you know, they don't, it's just things that we've mm. all heard before. We it's all read that. Yeah. We all read, we all read the Atlantic miss, you know, we, we, are, we know what's <laughs> going Atlantic. on. People just, people on the internet, they just think like, you'll say something and they'll be like, well, have you thought about this? And I'm like, yes, that is the most obvious thing. We've all fucking thought about it. You know what I mean? But anyways, we were getting a bunch of comments and I like was getting so anxious and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I just deleted the Asian, not Asian account from my Instagram thing. Cause I had them linked. Yeah. So I just took it off. Yeah. So now I just, yeah, I've been, I realized I've been checking two Instagrams for like four years and I just, that was my norm. Oh. And I'm just, oh. I'm, and I just have my personal now and I realized yeah. nobody fucking says anything on my personal because i don't post that much and when they do it's a friend being like hey man do you want to hang out today or can i come to your show they're all like positive things yeah, and yeah, yeah. it was just I, and i know what i'm describing right now is like someone being like i used to do heroin now i only do cocaine like i'm still on instagram <laughs> a lot i'm still on it a lot but i like leveled down just one notch and I feel amazing. And I can only yeah. imagine how much better I would feel if I had just had the courage to just not have the whole app, you know? Um, I feel you. I feel yeah, you. That's it's, sort of uh, where I was at, yeah. You, you, you told me that the post, the clip was kind of like getting some heat on there. And that, uh, you just telling me yeah. secondhand yeah. ruined my dinner. It ruined, like I was about to, I, I was sitting down, I was going to sit down to this really nice dinner. Like, you, you know, what? my wife made this really nice pasta, you know, Branzino, got this whole yeah. anchovies. Yeah, Branzino was in there, it was a Branzino. <laughs> Fuck! Uh, it was, it was nice. And then you just like, oh, hey man, you know, check, be careful of Instagram. Ruined my, like for, for like 40 minutes I had, it was like, you know what, yeah, like in an RPG when you curse someone or you like poison them and yeah, they yeah. take like every, small Every turn, every damage. turn, yeah. yeah. Every yeah, yeah, turn, yeah, yeah, yeah. five, like minus five HP, yeah, right? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, ah, oh, ah. And I had to wait for that shit to like wear off after like 10 turns or whatever. And yeah, I mean, it was, I also try to just realize like people, it's, it's not even like they're mad at us. They're not really mad at us. They're just like, they just want to be a comment person. Like, this yeah. happens a lot on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I posted this TikTok and <laughs> I posted this like long TikTok about how I, I opened for Ronnie. And this one guy, I had this one-off like thing. I, I wasn't even like making fun of anybody. I was like talking about how the subway is uh, for chumps. And he was like, hmm, way to be classist. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing so much. I was just like, I was like, okay, wait, you know, not everything has to do with Marxism. Okay, maybe this yeah. one doesn't, but yeah, yeah, this yeah, is what yeah. it's about. And I, I feel you. I just, I think of, uh, I, TikTok is kind of different, but I always think of it as just being like, um, you know, a, a a child is just wants to throw feces. You know, mm. and that's not the child's. It's not the child's fault. Yeah, it's yeah, just the child yeah. doesn't know, and the child is like, "This is fun," you know. And you just kind of, you just kind of pat the child on the head and go, "Okay, well, you know, you're learning." You know, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I think of like sometimes internet comments. I don't know, Nick. What Nick, do you? Yeah. What, what's do, your you, relationship? What's your experience media, been man. like? You know. Do children throw feces? Is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know, but I, as you, as you, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, family, I'm new to this uncle did. thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm new to this uncle thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, my, I, I, social media is just exhausting. I mean, I yes. don't have any, I, my take is the same take as everyone, which is that I'm yeah. addicted, but I hate it. Yep. I'm uh, addicted. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I want to leave. Occasionally I delete um, the Instagram app off my phone for like yes. a couple of days at a time, but I'm not yes. deleting the account. 
I, yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. you like, so, um, I know you did stand up, but now you're sort of primarily an actor. And I feel like with comedians or podcasters, there's always like sort of like a demand to be like, I want to know what these people think about this. Do you ever feel like you have to speak up about a certain cause or something in the news because you feel like you represent a certain comedian or something like that? Do you ever feel obligated to say stuff like that on social media? I do. Yeah. I mean, for a while when I was doing stand up, I was also on uh, Twitter and Facebook. And like, especially during that time, I very much on those platforms, especially you just feel like you have to right. weigh yeah. in on everything. Yeah. I'm just on Instagram and I still feel that pressure. And it is kind of like a constant, like, oh, do I speak up about this one or, or not? Mm. Um, and, and the way I look at it is, I don't need to speak up about everything because people don't need to know my opinion about everything. And also I think I have made my position fairly clear on like my worldview. So yeah, it's not like no one's going to be wondering if I'm pro Russia or anti-Russia. <laughs> right. Right. No like, yeah. No one's yeah. like, you know, what does and Nick Nodani think. Yeah. Also the other thing is like, does anyone really care like i know in certain yeah. moments it's important for everyone to speak up like the sure. black lives matter protests or like you know when we have a lot of like anti-asian hate crimes and stuff like that um there are moments where it's like no we really do because no one's talking about it but when when everyone is talking about a thing and it's obvious like where i stand on it i just feel like yeah. eh, just sit down listen like yeah shut shut up for a little bit um and like you know, occasionally I get trolls being like, "Post about this, post about that." Yeah, and yeah. I just, I just try to ignore it because, like, you know, ultimately, um, the world is way too complicated and nuanced uh, for my Instagram account to like yes, matter. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love that, dude. That's the way to think about it, absolutely. Yeah. You just, yeah. Let's just let's just focus on brunch picks for for myself you're right and, and, well, yeah why yeah why all this pressure on an app that was so originally designed to post avocado toast you're absolutely right you know it's, yeah. i would love i would love to see someone just use the original instagram filters remember that just the filters sepia sepia <laughs> but like but yes. like but then put but like a hot take on russia <laughs> sepia <laughs> you know like putin must be stopped you know, Verdana, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, that's Verdana. what I want to see. Holy shit. That's or whatever man. it is. I can't remember yeah. the name of these things, but you know what I'm saying? Where it looks like it's an old Kodak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, I remember. You know, but like, yeah. well, let's stop. Let's stop the violence, oh you know, and then Kodak. On the on the flip side, though, like the people I follow that do post a lot, I, I do value that because I, I do feel like I get, mm-hmm. I get a lot of information and I learn a lot from it. So it's like this weird balance of like, it's a give and take, right? Like how much are you giving and how much are you just consuming and i feel like it's a there's no yeah. there's no actual right answer to the balance mm, 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 mm. i, so I, I see that i follow my gut i don't know yeah no i do it does feel funny though when you um i don't know i've i've, I've deleted the instagram I, I did it recently and i deleted it and I, I i deleted the instagram app and i was like i wonder how long before i bring it back like as soon as I do it, I'm like, I know this is coming back. Is it going to be 24 hours or is it going to be like five hours? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know if you ever like kind of think about like, you know, not having it. And then when you don't have it for a little while, you're like, man, I'm missing out on a lot. There's about to be a bunch of stuff happening, you know, that I don't know. You know, I, you feel like completely like disconnected in the world. I don't know. Does that you ever feel that way? 
No. Yeah. Okay, this is me. Okay, no, perfect. No, I mean, <laughs> yes and no. I feel like... No, not really. I'm being okay. totally fair enough. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. If I'm, if that's I'm totally being totally fair. honest, the truth Absolutely. is no, really. Nick, uh, yeah. uh, we want to know, you know, you've listened to us and our weird hangups, but we want to know what kind of Asian were you this week, man? Um, I was a nuanced Asian. Hey. Oh, I love that. I love that. I was a good Asian in that I worked really hard. I got a lot of stuff done. It was a very productive week. Mm, yeah. I was a bad Asian because I ignored all of my family's phone calls <laughs> yeah but you gotta do that sometimes man for your own mental health you know what i mean that's also exactly. a mental health thing i feel exactly it's called healthy boundary setting so you're like a movie star in my mind but we watched your comedy <laughs> sets we kind of researched your background like so are you still doing stand-up now or like when did you stop and when did that sort of transition happen for you um i haven't done stand-up in many years i i uh, did Smart move. I, yeah <laughs> i i did the thing for several years you know as you guys know how that lifestyle and then yeah i was really lucky enough to do a set on colbert and i was like wow this is a huge milestone i'm gonna take a break um and i was like i'll take a month off and now it's been four years mm. uh so <laughs> that's so smart wait when you got that were you in la or did you get that from arizona when you were doing it when you're doing it out there no i was in la i was in LA. Gotcha, gotcha 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 yeah i've been in la for like uh, almost 11 years at this that point. is so healthy to do colbert and say this is a huge and milestone let's take a break just like, i don't know anybody in new york who has that mentality and that's because we're all yeah Ill, you feel like oh i gotta really cash in on my uh, yeah you i you feel, know this moment 100 yeah. percent. well i think when i did it i was grinder like, mentality yeah well let's use this to get more opportunities like immediately i was like this isn't enough like what's next what's next i've never i never felt like oh not like but yeah i mean that's i feel like we could all that's like I, you blow my mind right now because i've never thought about stand up in that way you know what i mean yeah yeah. It's I feel like it's important to take breaks, you know, from from That's that good. lifestyle because it's so yeah. all consuming and and you, you know, you just get tunnel vision when you're doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, for sure. But, you know, the the downside of me taking a little bit of time off is that I just stopped doing stand up, which I miss. I miss doing it. Yeah. Um, but every time I think about like getting back into that grind, I'm just I just get anxiety and Yes. Don't know. <laughs> that's the first step of, of getting back into comedy is acquiring more anxiety. Yeah. First, yeah. I just love step. having less anxiety. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I have been writing stand-up for the past yeah. several years, but I have not gotten on a stage and actually said a joke in a mic you, in a very long time. Do you feel... Um, you know, you you I, I watched your, your Colbert. I, I watched it a long time ago when I think when it came out. And... Um, uh, you know, you you obviously talk sort of about your background and and uh, your parents and stuff like that. The jokes you're writing now are they are they kind of in the same vein, or do you feel like you're getting, you know, if you were to go back on stage, what would you be talking about? I feel like the stuff that I want to talk about now, like I feel like that was like me 1.0, um, mm -hmm. and it was mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. like stand up 1.0 where you're just like Absolutely. really mining like your surface level yep. identity stuff in order to yep. get noticed and to get attention. Yep. Um, and also for me, it was like a kind of therapeutic because it was the first time I yeah. was actually like critically looking at that kind of uh, conversation. Um, but now I just feel like I've grown so much and I've grown up so much as a person. The world has changed so dramatically since that yeah. set came out, you know, it's 2018, 2018. Yeah. 
you know, it doesn't, it's not that long ago, but like, damn, right. uh, mm. we've all aged so much. And so I do <laughs> feel like my stand up would be a lot more mature. It would probably be a little uh, darker. And mm. I imagine it would be st- stylistically a little more conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think the format of, you know, premise act out right is just feels a little dated it yeah um, i see that you know if, if done right it's not i'm not saying no, as, like, no, no. A, a whole holistic comment on that but like i don't know things are so dark and heavy that you know i i'd, I'd, I'd want to lean into that and figure out where my voice goes in that direction yeah. so, you, so you're, you're saying you're not going to do your chameleon bit is what i'm hearing <laughs> uh, that is a fun bit though. i do love that i i just love thinking of chameleon air as well in general just, just general like, yeah we should just thinking yeah. about was, him was, uh, and what he's up know, to obama was president Th- things were nice back then you know it, it was, it was. A, it, obama era life was just a <laughs> obama era rap should be a category because obama era rap was, <laughs> oh yeah obama era rap was different man yo i think you just stumbled upon a great spotify playlist <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen listen to this podcast and pretend it's 2018, baby. Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, that's the vibe. That's what I'm looking for. That's the throwback I want. Yeah. The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the chief financial officer. Today's CFO is critical to the strategy and success of the business. And in growing companies, there are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes, errors, and a lack of visibility into the numbers. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, e-commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. Insights coming with the click of a button. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. That's a lot. Like I told you, the CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Over what 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash ANA for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash ANA. netsuite.com slash ANA. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Listen, relationships take work. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? Listen, I try to give myself the, the treatment like the king I am, okay? I got a life coach. I've been to therapy. I do a lot of meditation. I do self-care because I know I'm worth it, all right? You are your greatest asset, so invest in yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Asian Not Asian listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Asian. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Asian. What up, homies? Listen, if you listen to the pod, you know I'm all about self-care. I'm all about gut health. I'm all about mental clarity, being the best podcaster comedian guy in the game. That's why I started taking Athletic Greens. With one scoop, it's got 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. 
I take it because it's quick and easy. I put it in with a little bit of water, get my hydration going, and I'm good to go. Best part, it doesn't taste like vitamins. It's kind of got a nice matcha kind of flavor. It's easy to drink. AG1 supports better sleep recovery and sleep quality. AG1 is also cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. Finally, Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, so you know people gotta love it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting to vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Asian, not Asian. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Asian, not Asian to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Um, Nick, okay, we wanted to ask you about something because you had said somewhere, according to research, that you saw Pete Davidson do stand-up and you kind of missed doing stand-up. Now, before we, is that, is that true? First of all, is that true? Well, well, to be fair, it wasn't just Pete Davidson who I saw. I'm ah. not saying, it was like, it was, it was a 9-11 uh, memorial show for the um, last year at uh, yeah. Madison Square Garden. And so it was like all the heavy hitters. Oh, it was like gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It was like Pete Davidson was hosting with Jon Stewart. And then it was like Mulaney and yeah. Chappelle showed up and he was trash, but um, Chris Rock and Wanda <laughs> Sykes and uh, you know, Bill Burr was there and yeah. was also trash, but like, you know, it was, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of the, it was a lot of the greats. And so like, especially Mulaney set, I was like, holy shit. Really? Like, that's the kind of, yeah. Cause it was all about his addiction and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's about to tour again. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Oh he's my crazy. God. It was so good. Amy Schumer was dope, which was, Pleasant surprise. Like it was really, it was just, it was, um, yeah, that seeing that I was like, okay, like there's ways to do stand up that is fun. There were several yeah. comedians on there like Chappelle and Bill Burr where I was like, oh, this is the, this is why I hated stand up. Mm. Um, mm. but then there were most of the comics on there were like, this is why I love stand up. Yeah. Well, that's we, like the best when you, well, we fe- to, yeah. Yeah. We wanted to ask you because you had mentioned specifically Pete Davidson. Um, what is your, take on why everyone wants to date him right now do we have yeah do we have any insight on this yeah i mean listen he's funny yeah he's tall he's tall tall he's he's like handsome but not threateningly hot you know what Mm. i mean Mm. like he's right in that middle middle area of of hotness and so it's like you know, on a good day, it's like, oh, wow, you're really sexy. But, and on an average day, it's like, okay, you're a real person, so I can kind of relate to you. Oh, mm, that's interesting. I've not, ta- I'm, I'm not, uh, he's like a relatable hot guy, kind of, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. Well, and also the fact that he's just so open about being a mess, I think is attractive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so many people, I think so many people just like try to pretend like they have their shit together. Right. And like are, yeah. are, are, you know on top of things and he's like you know just not i i I think uh for sure um you know Mulaney has gotten hotter because of that i feel you know i don't know do you you think i do you think he's i think he's actually even more attractive now to people than he was before he was like i'm a boy scout i wear suits all the time and then like to he, he had a year of years and now it's like he now it's like Mulaney 2.0, which you didn't even know about. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you yeah. you, you know you sort of. No, yeah. I agree. I think that's great. That, that's what's I going agree. on. I think that's yeah. the way we should do this, Fumi. Is uh, 
just well, be a mess. I feel, you know, I feel like for, for straight guys, it's really funny because like for straight guys, this is not even in comedy, but in life, I feel like women find straight guys more attractive when they're just open about how shitty they are. You know, like we're mm. all, we're, everybody's shitty. Like all the straight guys are shitty at the same level. But like, if you're open about it, then I feel people see that as like uh, a positive attribute. You know what I mean? Right. It's right. it's because you're self-aware, right? Like it, it, yeah. mm. straight men, straight men who are self-aware is just a really rare thing. And so when, <laughs> when you can, when you can demonstrate that and show that you have um, emotional intelligence and an ability to critically think about your own everything about yourself uh yeah that's attractive that you know it's um, so funny you say that because i was talking to this girl the other day and she was like t- talking about like personality tests or something and she's like i'm a i n something something what are you and i was like i don't fucking know and she sent me like a link <laughs> she sent me like a link to take a personality test and i was like i'm not gonna f- I'm, I'm working i'm not gonna fucking take this right now and she she said she said wow typical straight guy no self-reflection and i thought that was so funny yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Nick, yeah yeah i agree with that <laughs> <laughs> Every, yeah everything everything you just said nick um can't relate to it all i just feel uh <laughs> y- you know like in um you know in that one uh was it westworld you know it doesn't look like anything to me yeah that was just that yeah, just happened yeah, to me, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about what are you talking about well time oh, to go back God. to my programming i'm gonna watch yeah. mma you know that's West, that's West my world self-reflection is, world is, is ufc about, yeah about watching guys. mma it's so funny um yeah I, we also wanted to i you know i know you're you're tight for time i mean this is this is fun hanging out but you know i wanted to talk a little bit about um you know were you were you pursuing acting in parallel with comedy or did you did you find that one kind of outgrew grew out from the other or is that you know sort of like how was that transition um, i guess transition. yeah no i started acting first i started acting when i was a kid oh. in arizona oh, shit. um and it didn't really you know, i did like community theater and sure short films and whatnot and i did like one pilot as a child i didn't get picked up and mm. um thank god because i think if i was a successful child actor that would have been terrible. oh yeah Oof. yeah uh, but when when i moved to la and i was uh, pursuing acting um that's when i started doing stand-up uh because i just mm. you know especially when you're when you're starting in acting it's so frustrating because yeah especially when you're you know an asian person like the roles are far and few between it's very stereotypical it's, yes you know it, it's disheartening and stand-up was a way for me to like exercise my creative right muscle uh yep. on my own terms and so i started doing that in, in 2015 um and then it really i i, I do think the stand-up really kind of like helped turbocharge my career in that like sure. i was able i was able to prove to people that i can be funny right and i think that helped me get acting gigs in the comedy space um and and they kind of feed each other. And then since then, like since I stopped doing stand up, I started writing long form um, mm. uh, TV and film, and uh, uh, we'll be you know focusing on that uh, for the yeah. foreseeable future. Do you? Um, I have I have this question. This is like a like a acting one on one question because I've like done a few self tapes. I'm not an actor, but I've done a few. And one thing I've, I got, uh, you know, Woody Fu, who's, who's a guest and he was kind of coaching me a little bit and he was saying like, you know, a lot of it is just try to bring, he had, his advice I, I thought was really good. He was like, bring yourself as much of yourself, uh, into, uh, into the script within the confines of this world that the, 
you know that's the script that you know that this takes place in and i thought that made a lot of sense but a, a lot of times i'm sitting there and i'm reading the line and i see you know i can relate to this character you know maybe i've gone through something similar but i would never say it that way i would never say the words this way and i was talking to woody and he was like yeah it's a lot you know the, the trick sometimes is a lot of times these are written by old white guys and they will say funny ass things that you would never say and I don't know if you ever kind of experienced that because I know now you're writing and you're probably writing in a voice that's like, this is more how I would, I would write. But do you ever encounter that? And then like, how do you kind of deal with that? Because, you know, it's like, it feels so foreign for me to just be like, gee willikers, you know, I'm a, a badass, you know, like it's just, it just feels funny to me. And like, it takes me completely out of my mind. Yeah, man. I mean, that's real. I feel like it's kind of a pick your battles thing. Mm, like I've definitely yeah. had dialogue and stories in auditions and in actual projects that don't feel right. And if it's a big enough deal to me, I'll speak up and try and get it changed. If mm -hmm. sometimes you just, you know, sometimes it's not worth it. Sometimes the juice is not worth the squeeze. So like you just let yeah. it go and you just say it and it's like, okay, well, I hope no one puts that in a super cut of me one day. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know. It is tough though. It is, uh, I don't know. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you fair. can change. That's I mean, fair. I don't. I don't take my advice because I I've never booked an acting role. But like, when I get a thing like that, I would just change it. I would just write my own jokes. I would like change it. And then sometimes I do get like callbacks because like, I feel, at least when you're doing the self tape stuff, like they're just kind of looking to see if you're like the right energy for the character. So you may you may not be at all, and that's fine. Mm. But if you can like again bring yourself into it, like if you right. say if you're like I would say it this way instead of this way, just fucking do it. You know, they're like, right. Yeah, I feel yeah. Finding a balance, like in in an audition, like if you have one scene that they give you and it's two pages, so it's like not a lot of material. I wouldn't change too much, right? Yeah. You you don't want to make it seem like you are disrespecting the writers. But if you sure. get like three or four scenes and then and one or two of the scenes you change some things, um, there's a balance there, and that way you communicate to them who whoever's watching that you're smart, you're funny, you can you can. Uh, you know, improvise and roll with the punches, but you also respect because a lot right. of it also is like for, especially for people like us, like they just, they, they, by that, I mean, Asian people, like and people of color, they, they hmm. really, people get very threatened if hmm. we ever step outside the lines. Right. Really? Interesting. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I think at least I'll speak in my experience and like, sure. To, to my experience and, and to a lot of my friends, frankly, um, as like a person of color on a set, as an actor of color on a set, if you speak up about uh, something in the script, oftentimes you'll get a lot of resistance and you'll get a lot mm. of people with hurt feelings. Mm. Um, whereas huh. like I've seen white actors say similar shit and it's just received very differently. Um, Whoa. And so I, and yeah, huh. like time and time again, and it's changing, it's getting a little better, I guess, but like, um, yeah, it's just it's just harder when you. I think when you're an actor or color on a set, you have higher uh, expectations put upon you in terms mm. of how you behave because mm. the, the the mentality by and large is like you should just be grateful to be here and that you have a yeah. job. Like it doesn't right. matter that this line doesn't feel authentic to you, or, or like the story point is stereotypical in some regards. Like tough luck, yep. like you know you're not the writer. Um, yep. 
And so you just gotta you just gotta tread lightly and pick your battles and and do it in ways that uh, are productive. And mm -hmm. I say all of that having fucked up many times along the way in terms of not picking my battles and not doing it in a productive really? way. So do do you feel yeah. as as you book bigger stuff, you get more comfortable and your your opinions received a little bit better? Like I feel maybe when you first got atypical, mm -hmm. maybe that was your first big gig. I'm not really sure. But maybe it was. And maybe it was, yeah. people didn't know who you were or you felt a little uncomfortable even being on site because you're surrounded by so many famous people. But you know, after Dear Evan Hansen, I feel like you know, you're a, a real asset now. You've always been, but now you're a perceived real asset. Do you feel this gives you more confidence to speak up and, and people are less threatened by you? Or do you feel that is always sort of constant? I think, I don't know if people are more or less threatened by me, but like I definitely personally am more confident and I think I have just the, a better, a stronger skill set on how to navigate people and how to manage people and how to, because so much of it is just like navigating ego um, mm, yeah. both my own ego and other people's ego. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so for me, <laughs> yep. yeah. So for me it, it, individually, it's, it's okay. Is what I'm feeling ego driven or because there's an actual problem. Um, and that allows me to pick my battles, right? Like if it's an ego thing, I, it, and I can identify that, then I can just take a step back and, and let things slide. Um, but if there's an actual problem, um, then, I'll have to speak up and the, and the way I speak up has gotten just a lot better. Like mm. it's, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of how to phrase something, how to talk about racism to white people. So it doesn't trigger their fragility. And like, you know, it's, it's knowing who to talk to on a set to get a specific thing um, changed. Mm. Cause you know, you know, on, on different shows and movies, different people hold authority and power. And so you have to really identify like who's actually in charge here. Yeah. Um, for this specific point, like, oh, I have a thing about costume that I want to talk about. Who do I talk to, right? Right. Um, and so I think I've just gotten better at that, which means like it's being received better because I'm approaching it better. Whether mm. whether or not people are actually more or less threatened, I have no clue. Mm. Um, but uh, it, it, I definitely feel like I've grown a lot in terms of that, this... and I've learned, and I've been, and I've been learned and like taught. I've been taught by other actors of color who have been mm -hmm. doing this a lot mm -hmm. longer than me. There you go. Which has been, which has been, which has been really cool. Mm -hmm. That's um, this sounds um, a lot like that self-reflection thing that I don't know what you're talking about. So I think that's probably <laughs> very important. And uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's working for you. So no, I think that's cool. Um, you know, it sounds like you know you you know you are an asset and you're getting these things. And I do feel like, hey, you know, yeah, it, it's we were just saying two thousand. It's not like 2018 anymore. It's things are different. It does feel like you're starting to see, hey, more whatever, more people of color in, in different kinds of things. But I, I am seeing a lot more Asian best friends. You know, I just saw Spider-Man, uh, the new one. And hey, that guy's bald, by the way. Best. Did you know that? I had no fucking idea. I had a, I had a thought. I, I thought had, so. I, yeah. I, 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 I saw, is that what you said? Well, yeah. He, like, I saw him in an interview and he does like, I think he shaves his head. I don't think he's bald bald, but he shaves his head. He, he doesn't have hair. That's not his real hair, which I was That's like, why I like him. Blew okay? my mind. Asian yeah. bald solidarity. All right. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, you know, I was, I was like, hey, that's cool. You know, he's kind of like just off of the main thing. I don't know. You know, like, I don't know if you had any thoughts as far as, hey, is it a good thing that we're seeing the Asian best friend or is it kind of like glass ceiling situation of, all right, well, you know, you kind of got this thing, but you can't really be the hero yet or, or what? I don't know if you've ever had kind of, you know, mold that over. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, as someone who plays yeah. the Asian best friend in pretty yeah. much every project I've yeah. ever done, <laughs> yeah. um, 
it is a it's a double edged sword, right? Like I'm yeah. happy I'm happy that you know that we get these roles and that you know the the availability of roles is increased and we're getting more representation on screen, but there is limitations to that. And then after, and it's also just getting kind of tired at this point, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, we should have access to it all. And I think the real progress is going to be when we actually do get the hero and lead roles, like okay. more often. Have you seen, um, have you seen, have you watched Ted Lasso? I've seen the first couple episodes. Okay. They, um, there's this, there's this character, Nate, and he is, uh, he's, he's like he's or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, he's funny. The, 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 he's very funny and it's interesting because this is very controversial, but the character over time, I hope this is not a spoiler, but he becomes a villain over time. Oh, cool. And it's really interesting because at the beginning he is sort of like the meek best friend. He's very sweet. And over time he's become like more and more, he becomes more and more vindictive. And I know a lot of people don't like kind of like, oh, well, like, why do they got to make this the South Asian guy the bad guy? But I was like, this is awesome because a lot of times yeah, I no, feel cool. I feel vindictive. <laughs> I feel <laughs> angry. I feel like I'm like, yeah, I'm really actually really mad and I would stab everybody in the back if I could. And he does that. And so I don't know. Do you ever want to like play like a like a bad person? Absolutely. I feel that's kind of awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my god! To play a villain would be so fun. I've auditioned right. for so many villains, and I'm just like, oh, I just wanted these come through. Um, you know, I want to, I want to play like drug dealers. I want to play, you yeah. know, <laughs> romantic lead. I want to play, yeah. a, you know, I don't fucking know. Just things. You know, people always ask me like, "What's my dream role?" And like, I really don't have a single dream role. I mm-hmm. know the the roles I don't want to do mm, anymore. Okay, right? Like, I'm, I do, I don't want to do the Asian best friend. Yeah, the, the the funny Asian best friend anymore. Yep, yep. If there's like an evil Asian best friend, like that's fun. <laughs> you know hey, that's I mean? cool. There you go. Like, He's your best you know, friend, and he will help you bury the body. That's cool. Yeah, you know, right, right. you could yeah. be like a, the, a, a yeah, maybe a new student at Euphoria relief. High School. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> the you know the comic relief to the white yeah. lead. Like, I've had fun doing that, and yeah. Be, you know i probably will do it again for for sure. financial reasons but yeah of course um, <laughs> yeah i understand uh, you know uh and that's the other thing that really bugs me is that like we have to we often have to take those roles because yeah, we yeah. need the money right of course and like and it's this horrible cycle like suppose post, yes. post post uh george floyd protests a couple years ago when the industry was also getting like roiled by the conversation um, sure. i found out how much less i was getting paid than my mm-hmm. white co-stars on mm-hmm. all of my projects really all of my projects. oh my god guys the gap is was so big like i knew there was going to be a gap right like yeah. I, I, sure. i'm not i'm not an idiot like i wasn't expecting but like just to sh- like like truly for the same job on the yeah. same project with similar experience like massive difference which just makes it like the systemic thing where like oh now th- those actors have more money yes. in their bank which means they can be more selective about what roles they take right. ah, whereas like wow. we we have I have less money in my bank, which means I am much more pressured to take the nerdy best Asian friend again because yep. it's going to pay my bills for the next six months, right? And so it's yeah. like just this perpetuating cycle of bullshit. And like, 
I hate no. it. <laughs> Yo, no. hate it. this is this is the this is the uh, this is the Asian um, you know villain right here, baby. You know this is the motivation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you go. I, no, I my, hate my, it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate my it. origin story right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. He paints his yeah, face. Yeah, I love it. Trash. Yo, that's cr- I, I, I. But I thought, and you know, I'm not an actress. I don't know. But with in the in the race in the writers' room, it's like a guild thing. So everybody's sort of like that pay is transparent. We all get kind of paid the same. Is that different for actors? Do you guys sort of negotiate with your team and all that? And is that why that? I mean, it's 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 there are there is obviously um, SAG AFTRA, uh, and there's like minimums that the union mm. sets, but yeah. Uh, negotiating it, after that is yeah it, it that's it crazy really... you know it's crazy because okay i bet not this is not calling out any reps but like your reps probably rep other white actors or maybe you have the same reps they, everybody there's people around you who like knew this we all know people know you know what i mean yeah like, oh we all that's know what's, the, that's what's so the crazy cool thing it is, it is crazy the cool thing is like my team uh which is a, a very diverse by intention and by design team um they get it like i'm, I'm very fortunate in in that like my reps will go to bat and like call out systemic racism directly to the studios and networks and be like, now nah, you're fucking up. Hasn't always worked out. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, they'll, they're, they, they fight the fights, which, um, is important and it has worked out in some cases. So, all right. You know. Yeah. Well, um, Nick can't wait to see you as, Asian best friend turned villain Joker. in the next whatever <laughs> the Joker, Joker. Yeah, Asian <laughs> Joker that's gonna be sick as fuck um, and that's gonna be great yeah okay well Hell uh, yeah, thank man. you yeah this is this has been awesome Nick thank you so much for uh, joining us on the podcast and have and just being real man just yeah, being dude. fucking being real. real man being f- of sometimes course. people come on these yeah. things and they just they just do their little PR thing and it's so boring but yeah, blah, you got blah, fucking blah, real blah. today okay. you got a little evil and I, we were into it we were really into it today I'm man. so I, into you know, it thank you for that that's the truth that's the that's my truth uh, so <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks for having me guys you guys are hilarious uh, I can't wait to uh, see what you guys do Oh man, Nick, uh, where where can our fans uh, find you? You know, where can they, what 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 do you got coming out? Um, I have a lot of animated stuff coming out this year, which I'm really excited about. Awesome! Um, about to be doing uh, a role on ABC's Big Sky, uh, which will be Great. really really fun. And then you know, just follow me on Instagram, I guess, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sometimes he deletes the app, so he might take a while to get back to you. But you know what? Do follow yeah, him on Instagram. Yeah. No, and and I hope that in the coming year that um, uh, the the writing and, and and producing projects I'm working on uh, get greenlit, and, and I hope I hope people can enjoy that content at some point in the nearish future. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah, and, man! Uh, so and as send always, good vibes. Good vibes. Say, hell yeah. <laughs> That's like good advice, Nick. And as always, you can follow us on all the social platforms at Asian that Asian Pod. I'm also on there at the Fumi Abe, the C H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Please check out our live stand-up comedy show Hack City in New York City. The next one's going to be March 11th at Union Hall, yep. seven thirty. Is it seven thirty p.m., Mike? That's right, seven thirty, right? Yes, that's 730 right. Seven thirty p.m. Uh, tickets will be in the uh, just go to Asian for tickets, or they'll be in the episode description of this podcast um and we'll do another one in la as well but i don't know when that is um but yeah man uh that's the podcast we hope you enjoyed it nick thank you again this was amazing uh yeah thank you anals we'll see you guys next week bye bye